Welcome to the October 25th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 25. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom for today and throughout the coming week. Lord, I pray that you would give everyone favor with both God and man. Thank you, Jesus. This is Proverb 25, beginning in verse 1. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that he say to you, Come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince, whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end, when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver, like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold, is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear. Like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint, like one who takes away a garment in cold weather, and like vinegar on soda, is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth grain, 
and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. As cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring and a polluted well. It is not good to eat much honey, so to seek one's own glory is not glory. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Well, today is Father's Day, June 19th, 2022, and uh, this broadcast is not going to be uh, listened to, aired until, what day is it, October hun? 25th. October 25th, so we're, we're a little um, ahead of things. Anyway, um, we were just thinking about what it means to be a father, and I thought I would ask Bill a few questions pertaining to that. And also, before we start with that, uh, what his favorite scripture was from the reading today. You know, one thing, um, I like to think about Proverbs, and today is just an excellent example of that. Um, I always like reading Proverbs every single day because every day God will point out a scripture that even though I have read this chapter many, many times, one verse in particular strikes me today, and that is verse 4. And it says, Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. What this reminds me of is how God wants to do a work in each one of us. We all have strengths, and we all have weaknesses, and yet there are things that each of us need to work on. And I believe this is what King Solomon is telling us here in this particular verse, is that God wants to do a work in us. And this is what I think that tells me. What that tells me is we should go to God and ask Him and say, Father, show me the areas of weakness that I should work on. And I believe if you go to him, he will reveal these things to you and he will help you in these particular areas. Okay, that's very good. And speaking of that, um, I'm just thinking about how different you are today in a lot of ways than you were 25, 26 years ago before you knew the Lord. And I just want to ask you uh, what difference that seems to have made in your role of being a father. I know your daughter, after you first got saved and you were so passionate about it, she said one time, she was a senior in high school, <clears throat> Dad, I just need you to be my dad and not my preacher. You were so zealous about God and the Word and wanting to make sure that she was headed in the right direction. And I'm just, I'm just curious about um, how you think you've changed over the years. And when she said that to you, how did that affect you? 
Well, you know, that is a terrific question, and it's kind of a loaded question because you asked me about four questions in one. <laughs> so this is how I'm going to approach that, and it's probably going to be a little bit lengthy answer. So first of all, you're right. As soon as I made that decision to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and we have gone over this on a number of occasions, is I truly believe this is the most important decision any person can make during their entire life. And I felt that way at the time, and I felt, oh my gosh, it is so wonderful to know that if I were to die today... I know for certain that I will be with Jesus for eternity. So I know when my daughter first came to me and said, I want you to be my father and not my preacher. This is how most people in America are today. A lot of people simply don't want to hear about God, especially in our culture nowadays. Our culture more than ever has tried to take God out of everything. And yet I am here to tell you that God is the answer to anything that you have need of in life, not the other way around. Where a lot of people will run away from God, the answer is to run to God. So your question to me is how have I been changed and how am I different than 25 years ago? God is real to me now. Now, when I first gave my heart to Jesus, many people expect to have a sudden fix in their lives, but that's not how it works. Now, I will say this, and I didn't know this at the time, but we are three people in one. We are spirit, soul, and body. And the spirit part becomes one-third, a whole, a hundred percent Holy Spirit, the time you give your heart to Jesus. That part of you changes forever. That part of you becomes exactly like Jesus right here and right now in this world. The one that causes people the most problems is the soulish part of us. Because the soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And those cannot change immediately. They can't. If you are overweight before you give your heart to Jesus, you're going to be overweight after you give your heart to Jesus. It's not going to change anything physically about us. But what we need to understand is our mind needs to be changed. Our mind needs to be removed. And Paul understood this in the book of Romans, when in chapter 12, he said, we must renew our minds. And that is something that takes place over a period of time. But we need to be patient with ourselves. And I believe that I am totally different than I was. Now, am I perfect? Absolutely not. And you remind me of that on many occasions. Actually, almost every day you remind me that I'm not where I need to be. But that's what the Bible also says, is none of us are perfect. 
we all are human beings and we always strive to do our best and to be as much like Jesus as we can every day, but we will always fall short. And that is why we have need of our Savior, Jesus. Okay, I know he said that I remind him every day. When he was speaking, he said, our mind be removed. He didn't renewed. mean that, he meant renewed. So we'll just correct that right now. <clears throat> yes, your mind has to be renewed. And yes, and physically, our bodies, uh, things about our physical body may not change, although Christ can do a work in that. God can do a work in that as far as healing goes and the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom so we can make changes in our lives that will help our body, renew our bodies. And, of course, the mind, will, and emotions, that was a good thought, too. So uh, 25 years later, we've got, and I did want to say one thing, that that was at the beginning she said that. And when she went off to college and she found a church and was really born again, she, is true, she was truly a changed person, too, and still is to this day, and tries to raise up her children, her three children, the right way, and to bring them into a knowledge of God and make sure they go to church and, and that they're surrounded by, by good things. So um, thinking about our grandchildren, though, now, we've got grandchildren, and we try to be an influence on them, and we're not perfect there. We make mistakes even there. But I think that when they see the honesty that we um, show them, that they respect that and they love being around us. And that makes me happy that they do like to be around us and do things with us. So uh, what what do you think as far as now your your role? I mean, we're always going to have an influence on our children, but not in the same way because they're grown now. But on our grandchildren, would you like to speak to that? Yes, I would like to speak to that. And as Judy mentioned, it is Father's Day, and we've been in Florida a little bit over a month now after finishing our first year at Bible College in Colorado. And we will be going back uh, around the 21st of August, and we're looking forward to that. Although, be honest with you, there's no place I'd rather be right now than in Florida because I enjoy being around the grandkids so much. And as far as what I intend on doing, I think the time that you spend with your grandchildren is an opportunity to build on your legacy. And what I would like my legacy to be is that I always think, well, not always, but every once in a while I think about what it would be like whenever you go to a funeral and that casket is open, how would I like to be remembered? And my number one thing I would like to be remembered is I would like people to say, he was a man of God. And so I am thinking about that every time I am with the grandkids. I want them to know the importance of God I want them to see me constantly reading the Bible on a daily basis. I want them to know that I need God in my life, and that pertains to Scripture. Scripture is so powerful, and I encourage for those of you who are not used to reading the Bible on a regular basis, 
Guys, I'm not telling you to read the Bible every day for an hour. I'm telling you just to be familiar with it, open it up, read it five or ten minutes as time allows. Speak to God. God will tell you. You will know the right amount of time that you need to spend with God. I just think it's something that everyone should be accustomed to and everyone should feel comfortable about is opening Scripture on a regular basis. So I'm just curious, too. That was very good, Bill, what you said. What do you think is something you're working on right now or that you have gone to God about, maybe something he's put on your heart, something you would like to change or see an improvement in or or a direction that you need to go? Is there anything particular that God's speaking to you that you feel comfortable sharing? Well, you know, it's uh, the first part of making any change in your life is acknowledging that there is something you need to work on. And one thing that I feel I need the most work on is to be patient with the ones who are most important to you. And I feel that I'm speaking to everyone listening to this podcast, and I really hope you really tune in to what I'm about to say, because the people that we take for granted the most are the ones that are closest and dearest to us. They're the ones that are around us all the time, our spouse, our children, our parents. These are the people that we really should be the nicest to and be the most patient with. And yet, we tend to do exactly the opposite of that. A matter of fact, when we deal with people that we don't know, we don't want to be rude to them. We really don't, because we want them to think that we're good people. But we have so little patience with the people that we love the most and that are dearest to us, And sometimes we have a real short fuse with them. And sometimes we're curt with them and kind of mean to them. And that's something I work on because you're the primary beneficiary of that. And I know I need a lot of work in that area. So just uh, adding on to that, what? how exactly do you think you could change. Give somebody an example of of what you really could do to make a difference in that area. Well, you know, and this is a good point too, and I really think, um, you know, when when we had our nursing home ministry, this is right after 96 when I was first saved, and I immediately went into the nursing home ministry, I often would tell the elderly people that were in my care, and I would go see them every other week, is, you know, there's a good lesson to be learned. And before you say something to someone, ask these three simple questions. Is it kind? Is it true? And is it necessary? And I really think kind is pretty easy and true is kind of easy, but there are lots of things that we say to our loved ones that are not necessary. And I can assure you they're not kind. And those are the things that we need to kind of step back 
And once, and there's in Proverbs, it says, you know, even a fool appears wise when his mouth is closed, when he holds his tongue, so to speak. Guys, we need to be careful with the words that come out of our mouth. And also in James, he speaks so clearly of this when he says, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And that is what this brings to mind. Guys, be careful with how you get angry with someone, especially your loved ones. Be slow to speak, quick to hear. Listen to what people have to say before you offer your opinion. And we've talked about it even today. Sometimes it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. So that's, that's a very important thing that just changing your tone of voice with somebody can make a huge difference. We're going a little over time, so we're going to close. But before we do, is there anything else you would like to say to the audience today? You know, I'm glad you asked that question. I just have something I really would like for everyone to really think about and ponder as I say this. is I used to be a special education teacher and have over 20 years of, as an educator. And I think I saw a comment one time where it says, the words that you actually speak are only about 9% of communication. 91% of communication is how you stand and your body language and the facial expressions that you have. So I'm glad that you brought that up, hon. And I would just like to close with this. Be careful the words that come out of your mouth and always have a smile on your face, regardless of what you are saying. Thank you for listening today. Our time is up, but I do want to say if anyone's out there that has not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, take the time to do so right now. Just say after me, Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. I want to make you Lord of my life, and I want to follow you for all my days. Amen. Now may the Lord bless and keep you and make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join Bill tomorrow as he does another episode of Wisdom Today.